<laughs> oh, every time I pronounce vehemently, <laughs> I just say it with such confidence. Everybody just looks around the room at each other and is like, okay. <laughs> Even if you know, like you've said this word a million times, like, and but Rachel says it with such confidence. You're like, have I been saying it wrong? <laughs> The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and bad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rachel. Well, you're, you, you came up gorgeous today. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Wow. Did you wash your hair? I did. I washed it yesterday and that just, it makes you feel like a whole new lady. New earrings? It's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I feel like- You're gorgeous. If we broke down the number of times we talked about hair washing over our over 250 episodes. It's a big part of my life. <laughs> Probably. Like, I, we might be at like 80% of the episodes are like, hey, did you wash your hair or are you wearing a hat? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, it's clear for me. Um, well, yeah, you're, I mean, you're like, we always talk about the seasons of your life, but one season that never goes away are, are have you just washed? Are you in very much need of a wash? Or are you in between washes? That's <laughs> which stage are you in? <laughs> yeah, those seasons never end, and uh, you know sometimes you get a good one, and when you do, you have to recognize it. So I'm in love with your look today. So cute. We so this thing happens before Rachel and I start recording almost every time. So you know, guys, we love to share our things with you. You do. We love. (laughs) I'm the spokesperson. Okay. (laughs) That's probably best. (laughs) Best for everyone. But as soon as we get on, we start chatting and then we end up having funny things. And every time Rachel's like, would you just hit record? Like let our friends in on our funny conversations. They might not be funny, but you guys actually seem to think that they are funny because last week we had a movie quote from Billy Madison, which many of you actually got, which you're my people. Yeah. You totally get it. Yeah, you are. And every time we're like, hey, is this weird? You guys just come through and you're like, nah, I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen weirder. (laughs) That's always, that's always comforting. You may or may not be the weirdest one in the room, but there's a chance. That, so you're telling me there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. 
before we started, Kelsey was talking about she's – oh, my God. <laughs> this is Rachel. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you're not watching on YouTube right now, you just missed a gem. She's staying with my mom for another week before her house is ready. Is it a week? Or yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Kelsey is, a, is a, going to be a homeowner in officially a week. Welcome to – the club that everybody wants to be in. And then once you're in it, you're like, <sighs> I just live at Home Depot. No, I just, here's the thing. When you delay, I want to tell you something that I've learned. If you kind of delay something that you really want and you work like so, so, so hard for it, that's the point. That's the point of accomplishing something. So I would not even trade in my hardships I wouldn't trade in my journey for an easier one because I feel I'm a hundred percent going to cry the day that I move in. I feel an enormous amount of like pride and thankfulness and like a whole bunch of like a whole range of emotions with being like, wow, maybe I did it. I don't want to say it yet because I'm not in there yet, but like maybe I did it. And like when you work really hard for something and you finally get there, it's just so much better. And you can't even like, there's no clouds of Home Depot that could ruin the high of me having a place that's my own. I love no amount that. Of Home Depot. <laughs> and it's so cute. It's like, if you don't follow on Instagram, make sure you're following. So at Little Miss Helia. And yeah, I'm sure she's going to show it off because it's so adorable. I'm like so happy for you. But in the meantime, you're, you're with Laurel. And Laurel, so when you film content at Laurel's house, <laughs> here's the thing. She's an eclectic style. She is a little bit boho, a little bit She's colors of the wind. Woman. Yeah. Like it's like, and there is not an empty wall in Laurel's house. So before we start the podcast, like take things down off the wall, take 900 like pictures of me when I'm four, put them aside. <laughs> like it's really not clutter. It's not clutter. Like her house does not look cluttered to me. It's not like junk. It's just like, there's a lot of visual action. Yes. There's a lot of color. There's a lot of like little and definitely not clutter. Like the other day she went and she got these little like fairies <laughs> for, <laughs> for like her plants. They're like plant protecting fairies. And so oh, for the puppies. <laughs> yeah, for the puppies. Yeah. So, and they're so adorable. And she's like, did you see the new fairies? <laughs> I can't. I've got to go see them. I've, I've also planted another palm tree. I swear she's going to start a greenhouse out here. Yeah. Like that is, that's her thing. She's got her puppies. She takes care of them. I can't keep so succulents alive. So many plants. So many plants. I think that's too what is a, like a, a significant amount of the color is like there's just yes. so many plants in and their, all of them have fairies. And their fairies and like I tried to take a product photo the other day and like there was like something in the corner. I was like, what the hell is that? It was like branches from one of the plants <laughs> that was like, I'm gonna be in the picture too. And I was like, Jesus, curly hair over there, like step aside. Oh my gosh. Well, it's gonna be really exciting to see you have your own space with all the blank walls you. 
I'm a little bit of a minimalist. So we did talk about this, um, like at one, I don't know if we actually talked about it on the podcast or just between you and I, like, I feel like every person, particularly girls, women have their like thing and their style. And like, they're like, I just, every time I go to home goods, I buy fluffy pillows or like, they're like, I have unicorns periodically placed owls. Like I was saying to Rachel, I don't think I have one of those things. And she's like, that's because you never move in anywhere. Like you know, you- anywhere I've ever been, it looks like a bachelor living <laughs> there. Like not the messy factor. Like you're not messy. Like you have your, I mean, there's clothes everywhere, but like you keep like a clean place, but it's like, there's nothing on the walls. There's no pictures. Like it's just like everything. I was like, did you just move in last week? No, two years ago. Oh, okay. Well, I have only pictures of my nieces and nephews. It's the only, it's the only, none that I make only ones that people give me. So like, there'll be like the fridge ones. Like I travel with one that comes like near my bed. Like I have like Kai and Rory, like some of my favorite pictures of them, but like that people give me, but I never like make, I wasn't sure where everyone was getting all of their wall photos. Like they were just making them and (laughs) putting them up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, where are you guys guys getting these? (laughs) Do, Did do I, I miss the like memo or like assigned to those or like I, I think I just missed this. There's like a a thing that I've missed. It's a gene, maybe. <laughs> well, we're gonna see. I mean, I always like decorated every apartment that I was in. Like it was always super important to me, like no matter if it was mine or not mine or how long I was staying or if it was in the middle of the ghetto, like it didn't really matter. I always like decorated them. But I am curious to see if maybe it's just one of those things where you don't feel like, oh, this is, this isn't mine. So like, why am I going to put up things? Like, why am I gonna, this isn't my, but like when you move into your house, I'm curious to see if you're like a little more invested in maybe like one or two walls could use like a little something, something. I don't know. Maybe I just, or I'll just I need keep giving guidance. you pictures yeah. for Christmas. I, I can just I might, do that. I might like ask you guys, I might ask the internet, I might ask you guys like, what do, what do we put up here? I just feel like there's a lot of people that are well equipped. Like they're just have, maybe I just need to build it. Like what we're talking about today. But like, I feel like they just have this thing that I'm like, you guys know where to put things. No, they don't. And, like, and it's exactly like today's, topic is no, they didn't. They know they were not born with it. Yes. They made a ton of mistakes along the way and they just practiced and they found their individual style after lots of like cringe. Oh my God. I can't believe I put that in my house. Remember? Oh my God. Do you remember this? I don't know if this is a, a regional thing where like other people are going to be like, what? But do you remember mom's house when we were growing up where there was like that, like country, everything was country and like wood. The walls were wood and like with a red carpet. But do you remember <laughs> the, the knickknacks were like dolls, yeah. like wooden dolls and everything had like wooden signs that said like eat. <laughs> 
in the kitchen. So like family. Okay. Yeah. Like weird stuff and everything. Remember that unfinished wooden store? And she used to go there and like buy these dolls with the crazy hair. I do. I don't I know if find that's this regional trend. or maybe a Laurel thing. It was I don't like know. Very did, did your country. friends have those weird doll things? Yeah, I remember like playing with them. No, all and my friends being had them. like, put that back. That's a decoration. <laughs> that's a decoration. That is not. And there was like a lot of heart. Heart boxes and yeah. heart, like wooden hearts everywhere. It was a style. It was a vibe. Of so the this time. is the thing. Mom would look back on that and cringe. Like you go with True. the styles, you do, you make mistakes, and then you find you're like now she's the colorful boho lady, and there's fairies everywhere, and she, like you just gotta just you gotta practice and you gotta roll with it. That's what I say. On that note, today's podcast is my favorite topic ever. I know. <laughs> I know you totally wanted this one and I am always a little bit like, I don't want to be like too preachy or I don't want to be too judgy or like whatever. But I feel like on this one, you got to just be real. I feel like you got to just be real because everyone wants the answer to this topic. Everyone wants to know how do I go about life feeling confident? How do I feel confident in my own skin? How do I acquire confidence in a room. Like there are so many layers that spider off of confidence that are so important in your development and living life that I just, I love to talk about it because like when you go about things with confidence, it's a game changer. And I've made this joke before about like, um, like saying something like wrong and that like I knew I wasn't sure if it was the right thing, but I hit it with such confidence that everyone was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, every time I pronounce vehemently, <laughs> I just say it with such confidence. Everybody just looks around the room at each other and is like, okay. <laughs> Even if you know, like, You've said this word a million times, like, and but Rachel says it was such confidence. You're like, have I been saying it wrong? (laughs) (laughs) It really is a game changer. It touches every single thing you do. Yeah. And it's not available on Amazon. It's not. You get it on Amazon. It's not available. Mm -mm. So I wanted to talk about, like, specifically today, some of the links that I think often we don't see when it comes to confidence and discipline. And I think that people, both of those concepts are things that people admire in others. And they also have a lot of misconceptions around, which I think is like, why those two things, A, belong together, and B, why often people will say things like, geez, why don't I have that? Why why wasn't I born with that? Why wasn't that built in? Like, I just don't have discipline. I just don't have confidence, as if it's something that you could go and purchase. And I just think that the connection between confidence and discipline and how we're going to lay that out today will kind of highlight the fact that one is really, really difficult without the other. I'll say near impossible without the other and that they are both uh, needing of daily practice. 
A hundred percent. One of the things that I want to drill down with confidence and a lot of these attributes that you want to have in your life is that there is no wishing for them. There is no like, I just hope this arrives at my doorstep. If you would like to develop something like confidence, it doesn't happen by saying like, I wish I had the confidence you have. That's not how it happens. You need to practice that within yourself. And confidence is going to look different on everyone. So I think a lot of people say like, well, I can see this confident woman in. The reason why she's confident is blah, blah, blah. And you put your own, you put your own thoughts, you put your own values behind that, regardless of the reasons that she actually feels confident, feels confident in her body, feels confident in her intelligence or just as a human. And we just kind of lay out these things of reasons why we would feel confident. So I think that the baseline for deciding how to develop some of your confidence is to decide what, what that looks like to you. What are some of the things that a confident woman does? So like, I would encourage you to think about, cause that's going to be different for everyone. Like there is quiet confidence. There's loud confidence. There's, there's so many different types of confidence that there is no one way that you can display confidence, but there is a way that you can feel confident. And that's really the difference in how you decide what it looks like for you, how you're going to practice that, how you're going to display that, how you're going to build that on a daily basis. And it's, we're going to give you some actionable tips, but you're not going to go to bed tonight and wake up tomorrow with confidence in every aspect of your life, because you have to realize that you make decisions every day that either build confidence or take it away every single day. And you have no other, there's no other basis for that in this life, right? Because there aren't other things that you interact with several times a day, every day for the rest of your life, other than yourself. So the decisions you make, how you decide to honor them, how you decide to interact, how you decide to build confidence with yourself is something that is going to be happening, whether you decide or not, it's happening because you're either saying, I'm going to do something and you're going to do it, which builds confidence. Or you're going to say, I'm going to do something and not do it, which builds a lack of confidence because you're building either way. The interesting thing about that, and I wanted to mention this is like that Confidence isn't something that you get and then you're like, well, okay. <laughs> and you just like kick back and like live a confidence. Like, like it can be lost. It's just like everything else that without like, if you are going to stop going to the gym for years at a time, there is going to be muscle mass that is going to be lost. There are going to be skills that are going to be lost. If you stop practicing confidence for any amount of time, you're going to lose some of your confidence. And like, so it works both ways, which is, you know, kind of like everything where we're trying to work towards building something and being cognizant of the fact that it's, it's a, in the beginning, it's on a very shaky foundation <laughs> and that the steadier the foundation gets, the easier that everything's going to get and the easier it will get to maintain. So it's not as easy to lose it as it is to gain. I would say like it's it's those are different on as far as like effort goes. Yeah, for sure. And think about why it's on a shaky foundation. It wasn't because you were born with shaky confidence. It's because that foundation has been built. So just think about like every other relationship. When you don't have confidence in a relationship, there's a reason for it because that person doesn't say, doesn't do the things that they say they're going to do. 
they aren't where they say they're going to be. You can't, you don't count on them because your confidence has been shaken. The same relationship is within yourself. If over years you have built a relationship with yourself that is on a shaky foundation where you haven't followed through the things that you said you were going to do, or you said you were going to do. And this is one of the things that I talk about with reps all the time in your workouts, because your workouts are building all of these things. Everything that we're doing is building all of these things, but your workouts is a really easy way to pick it, pick it up. When people say they're going to do a certain amount of reps and they get like, you get tired. You say like, never mind, I'm not going to do it. It's not about going against someone else. It's not about like whether you win a workout or didn't win a workout. It's that you said you were going to do this number and you need to then honor that agreement you made with yourself, regardless of anything else that's going on. You honor that agreement with yourself. You build a little bit more confidence. That could mean you slow down. That could mean you lessen the weight, but you honor your agreement so that at the end of any of those actions where you had the decision, aside from what anyone else can see, you had the decision to either keep a promise with yourself or break it. And you decided to keep it. You're building confidence. That's, I think, where we want to start talking about the link between confidence and discipline, because a lot of people will name that ability to follow through on the thing that they said they were going to do. They'll call that discipline. And a lot of people, when they're thinking about attributes that they really admire or attributes that they feel like they lack, self-discipline is one of the most commonly brought up reasons why people feel like they're not achieving goals. And if we could just see discipline as the building block of confidence, because first what needs to happen in order to be confident in anything, the first thing that needs to happen is trust. And we say this with other people and other relationships. It's so easy to see, but if a person lacks trust in themselves, they do not have the initial building block that's needed for confidence because it's always going to feel false and forced when they're trying to say, I'm, I'm a confident person. I, 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 all these like things in the mirror that you're saying in the morning, like I'm beautiful. I'm, these are going to continue to feel false and forced until you have a basic foundation of trust in who you are, what you say and what you stand for. So do you do the things that you say you're going to do? If so, you know, you can trust yourself, right? Because if you say something and then you follow through, you're a trustworthy person. It works the exact same way that it works with outside relationships. If you say you're going to meet a friend for a coffee and you flake on them and just no show, they're going to think of you as a person that is not trustworthy. You don't follow through. You don't do, you don't, you're not at the places that you say you're going to be at. How do people feel about the confidence of that relationship? Are they confident that you love them and that you're a great friend and that you care about them? A hundred percent. No, because like you are, you haven't shown that you are a trustworthy person. You don't do what you say you're going to do. And so therefore that's like one little chip in the confidence they have as a friend for you and that you're your own best friend. 
So if you take that mentality and you put it on yourself, every single time you don't follow through with something that you said you were going to do, it's like a chip to say, I'm not a trustworthy person. I'm not, I don't do the things I'm said I'm going to do. Like these are examples of reasons why there is no confidence at the, at the base of that foundation. Yeah. I think that's, that it's worth talking about when we talk about some of those like relationships or like meeting other people and, and noticing that like, I, of course I would meet my friend. It's like when there is outside accountability, there is a certain layer to being like, Oh, that person is going to call me after or they're going to know like blah, blah, blah. And I think we put a lot of emphasis, especially in today's society about the accountability outside of ourselves. What are people going to think? Uh, is this going to affect them in any other way? And not enough emphasis on the accountability within. Because ultimately, the only person that I am accountable to the rest of my life is me. I am accountable to me. So my decisions are going to have a profound effect on me in my life. If I trust myself or not, they're going to affect every relationship around me. If I continuously break promises with myself, regardless of if anyone else knows, it doesn't matter because you don't, you know, and it's, it's such a weird thing because we've put, we've given so much power away so easily and not really thought about how do we take that back? Because once we build it from within, it can never be taken away from us. We're the only ones that can give it away. Quick interruption, ladies. I have to tell you about all of our amazing drops in October this year. We worked so hard on getting you some amazing things this fall and we have new drops every single week. So be sure to check out what this week's drop is at constantlyvarygear.com. I know you're going to love it. It's a really hard thing to, to sit with when we think about how much people will go completely out of their way and how much they will sacrifice to make sure they don't break promises to others. I'm speaking specifically about women, also really specifically about moms. Like I see this so much in moms, like they would never do anything to break their child's trust. If they said they were going to do something, they're going to find a way to do it. I remember like a situation where I promised my son we were going to go to a play. I think it was like a, it was like an indoor play place on a rainy day. It was like, had all these things and we showed up and it was closed and there was no possibility that I was going home. I was yeah. going to, I was going to drive to like the next state. I would drive to Disney because there was no way I was going to tell that little boy, like in the back seat, like, okay, mama, we're going to go to the play place. Like I brought him to McDonald's and let him play in the ball pit because I literally was not going to let him down. And I think a lot of moms and friends and women can think about the, the lengths they go to for their partners, their spouses, their friends, their kids, all of these promises that you make that you would never break to them. When you say you're going to do something, you're always reliable to show up. And often that's at the sacrifice of yourself. And it's so strange that we know that that level of confidence is so important to instill in all the people around us, but not with ourselves. We, we don't hold that same standard. And it's like, those are the most important people to you. 
Right. So of course you would treat them the best you possibly could. But what about you? Aren't yeah. you? And if you think about it, how many times this like trust, confidence, discipline, like they are so, they are so interlinked in so many ways. And if you think about your health and fitness journey, if you think about all of the things that most people feel are standing in their way and have really hurt them from living their best, happiest, healthiest life, it has layer of each one of those things. So when people don't feel like they can trust themselves with their diet, they give it away. They don't feel like they can trust themselves with making sure they get to the gym. I need an accountability buddy. They, we give, we constantly look outside of ourselves to give it away. And my problem with that, when it comes down to it, my problem with that is that we're, we're, we're continuously saying and showing that we don't trust ourselves and that we're not willing to put in the effort to build that trust, which I think is the problem. So if you ever want to fix a relationship, any person who's been in any relationship ever, if you ever want to fix a relationship, you need to put in effort. You need to put in things in place to make sure that you foster that relationship, that you build the things that you want to do. So if you're looking to build confidence, if you're looking to build trust, if you're looking to build discipline within a relationship, we need to put some things in place, right? And I think there are two camps when you talked about like affirmations in the mirror. There are definitely two camps on this where like there are, there's one camp with like they hate, they hate affirmations. They feel fake. They feel all these things. And there is some truth there. And there are some, some that that feel like they love it because you speak things into existence and speaking into the universe is important. I'm in neither of those camps <laughs> personally, because there is value in saying, I don't want to say lies and you know the truth, right? So when you speak something into a mirror that you know is a lie, I am a person who follows through with it what I say. And then all that comes into the things that you didn't follow through with, they come like peeking into your mind because you know the truth. You always know the truth. And so then you say like, well, this feels awkward because it's a lie. But I also am not in the camp of saying like, well, there is no use in speaking affirmations into the world and in saying like to the universe that this is this is what I would like. This is what I want to feel. This is what I want to put out into the universe. I'm feeling big into the universe right now because I, I manifested my house. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, we all did. We all did. Yeah. But like before we went to go see it, like I said, like out loud, I said like, this is going to go really well. It's going to look exactly like it looked in the pictures. They're going to come down into my price range. I said all of the things that I truly wanted to happen. That wasn't, they, they weren't facts at the time, but I was speaking them out into the universe. And I feel like the same can be done with the things that you would like to see within yourself in a way to speak them into existence, to manifest them, to speak kindly about yourself. All of these things are also still important without them being lies. So we, what I think this is, Kelsey's meet in the middle. What I think we need to do is speak things that we would like to see into existence with actionable tips behind them so that we can make them more of facts. I may not, I like to add yet to a lot, like I might not be there yet, but I'm doing X, Y, and Z to be there. So something that like I'll do is like, I'm not as organized or I don't want to say like calm because I'm never like going to like be the calm person, but I would like a clearer, calmer mind. 
And I'm not always there yet, but I've gotten so much closer by all of the things that I put in place. And I know I have confidence in the pieces that I'm putting in place to that puzzle to have a calm or open mind where like I can interact with people and feel compassion and kindness that I would like to in this world because I practice it. Well, it's a lot easier to say something that's in progress. Yeah. If you went and said an affirmation that was, I have, I'm a clear and calm thinking person. It wouldn't be a laughable lie because there are so many things that you can point to in your life that are evidence of that being a goal in progress. And I think where it gets to be like an exercise where it's not as productive is saying these things with no intention behind them, no action behind them and no steps to towards making that goal a reality. And that's where it's just like, you're just, you're just saying shit and it feels awkward and stupid and weird as it should, because it's just a lie without any like action behind it. And yeah, that's how that's always going to feel. And I think that if we can just ask ourselves a few questions when it comes to discipline and that kind of inner dialogue that's going on, do you do and this is just for you to you. I don't want to talk about other people because you. I'm sure women can say a hundred with a hundred percent certainty. I do all of these things for other people, but I'm talking about for you. Do you do the things that you say you're going to do? Do you start and end your statements with ah, "If there's time, if I can, I might be able to"? If like make conditional statements when you're like talking to yourself about your goals. Do you talk yourself out of things that you've previously decided on? If you've previously decided that something is going to be a good idea, and then in the moment that it needs to be done, you're able to talk yourself out of it and reason all the reasons why. That's a very dangerous practice. I really want to encourage people to think twice before they talk themselves out of things that they previously had said were they were going to do. Commitments being conditional on other people, places, things, like if the, if it's raining, uh, it, like these are things every day that break down your discipline and then break down your trust and then break down your confidence all in that order. So like Kelsey said, the thing about looking for other people as accountability buddies, are you always going like, I want to start this, but I need an accountability buddy. I really would. I understand. First of all, I want to say, I understand the reasoning behind that, but I want to just, and, and if you decide that this is your best bet, then this is your best bet, right? Like you, everybody has works in different ways and they take on different things. But if you've decided you want to do something and you say you want to do it, and then the slightest blow of the wind would alter that plan to the point where you need another person to come in and tell, remind you what your goals were and, and tell you to go do them. I think that there's just work that needs to be done outside of finding more people to tell you what to do. That's a really great point. I I always hesitate. Unpopular opinion. It's an unpopular (laughs) opinion. I always hesitate with that one because I think it's getting better, but the acknowledgement of there's work to be done here, there's something else 
that we need to uncover here is not a popular opinion, but it's so factual that I I don't feel like I can skip over it because there are so many reasons why we look for other people's affirmations. We look for other people to hold us accountable. We feel such a deep distrust within ourselves to be able to make decisions, to take control of our health, to eat the food that we say we want to eat. Like there are so many reasons why people feel such a deep distrust on that. But I think that peeling back the layers of saying like you feel such a level of distrust with yourself that you don't feel that you have the ability to tell yourself what to eat. Like that's very, that's a very, like, I just want to think about that for a second because in our culture that has, that's a full stop moment because like in our culture that has feel like so normalized when it shouldn't be like, that shouldn't be something that we're like, yeah, I gotta just, I gotta have someone tell me what to do. Like, no, like what, what is it there? And I don't want you to feel, I don't want you to listen to that statement and feel like any shame or like things like that. I just want you to hear it for what it is and say like, do I feel that way? And what, what are some of the reasons? What do I need to dig a little deeper there to figure out? Because digging deep is a weird, it's a weird process, but it is so, 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 so worth it. Because if we ignore all of these signs and we keep scrolling to the next thing to tell us what to do, to how to be, how to, how to act, what's in style, what's, what do I eat? What do I exercise? If we look for the next thing, we never truly figure out who we are, what drives us, what we're doing here. <laughs> like <laughs> some shit that's like, or like, why do we do the things that we do? For me, I'm like, that's the whole point. This is the whole point of this journey. Like I want to figure out why I feel such a deep distrust in some of these areas. And you may not, you like confidence. I just want to say, you may have so much confidence in some areas and really not a lot of confidence in other areas. Like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, I don't have a confidence in decorating. I'm not well-practiced in it. I feel some type of like, I don't know what's going on here, which I'm sure is what a lot of people feel in different aspects. In other areas, I'm like, I have this shit unlocked. I don't feel a lack of confidence when I get in the gym. I don't feel a lack of confidence in a ton of areas that I'm well practiced in. But in some areas, you'd be like, that's a confident person. She doesn't even know what to put on her walls. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) that just goes to show that really it's not about walking around and with the utmost ignorance that you know everything about everything. (laughs) I mean, that isn't what confidence is. I think that's like a a thing that people, I think it's just, it's it's a misconception that you just go around like your shit doesn't stink and like everything you do is the best thing ever. And it's like, that's not what confidence looks like to me anyways. But yeah, I just, I do want to also mention, because I think that this is going to come up when it comes to like the excuses that we make and the promises that we break with ourselves. There are things that are legit guys. (laughs) Like discipline isn't perfection. I just want to, it needs to be said because I think a lot of people 
under, under the impression that discipline means that I do exactly what I said I was going to do every single time, 10 times out of 10, despite any things holding me back. And it's like, people think about that in their daily life and they go, well, that's not possible. So if that's the road to confidence, I guess I'm just not going to get there. And that isn't it. Discipline isn't perfection. And I don't want them to be twisted together. Are there times when you're going to need to bow out of a commitment you previously made? Obviously. Okay. What it's about is calling up the friend and saying, Hey, I'm not coming to coffee because I have COVID. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, like I'm, you got to know the difference. And I think that when you trust yourself, the difference is obvious, right? So that, that's exactly what I was going to say is once you start to build confidence and trust, those life things where you might need to make adjustments become a lot more reasonable because you don't have a ton of evidence behind, I don't do what I say I'm going to do. And I'm going to use the gym as an example. If you said, I'm going to go to the gym at 5.30 today and I'm going to get a great workout in, or you planned it earlier in the week and you get to that day and you're feeling really run down, you're feeling like you're sitting in your body and you're saying like that, that I had planned is not a good idea for the body that I'm in today. Adjustments can be made. I have made these adjustments where I said like on Friday, I plan to do a qualifier workout. I'm going to kill it. It's going to be awesome. Woke up and it was like, my, my hip feels bad. My, you know, like the things have happened. I'll still go. Also go to the gym. I'll do a go wad. I'll do the things that feel appropriate and right for me that day, I'm still keeping in my mind, because I'm the only one that matters. <laughs> I've still kept a promise with myself that I'm honoring my body, number one, because that's a promise overall I've made. And I'm still taking care of my body with how it was on that day. I'm not doing the thing like just regardless of everything that has happened, I'm still going to plow through. That's not what it is. When you feel confidence, you feel confident in the ability to make an adjustment to life. And a decision that is a trustworthy one. In yes. yourself. Like you can say to yourself, I trust myself enough to know that today a kick-ass gym session that I had previously planned on, it's going to be a piece of shit. So I'm going to go for a walk. I promised myself movement and I'm getting my movement in because I trust myself to know the difference. So it's, it's not about perfection. It's not about plowing through no matter the circumstance. It's about if there is a promise and a commitment that has been made, I would encourage you to find a way whatever the way is, whatever it looks like to keep the promise. And it can be a scaled back version of the promise. If you say you're going to go crush your gym session and you're super tired, you just go, go to the gym, just go, just show up there. Whatever happens while you're there, it doesn't matter because a tired session is still a session. If you're just going to go and stretch, that's still keeping a commitment to yourself. And you can still check that off when you go home. I did what I said what I was going to do. And if you had promised yourself you were going to meal prep, let's take nutrition because this is another one. If you promised yourself you were going to meal prep, am I like under the false impression that people don't make like these promises to themselves that later they go like, who was that 
person. (laughs) Who said we were going to sit down on Sunday and meal prep the entire day? Like I, my children are running around rampant. I'm like trying to do some laundry for the week. Like who made that promise? I don't know that woman and I don't ever want to see her again. (laughs) It's like, okay, I get that. But if you said, I'm going to meal prep the whole week on Sunday, I'm going to get all my healthy meals together. And then on Sunday comes and you're like, oh, hell no. Do prep one meal. Prep just the next day. Like that's, a, that's keeping a promise to yourself that you are going to get some healthy meals prepped for the week. Okay, it's one. Whatever, whatever. Just do the thing you said you were going to do and as any scaled back version of it that you can. If you're going to say, I'm going to wake up early and journal and meditate and then the alarm goes off and you're like, no, hard no. I'd rather do anything else than this. Then I don't care if you just get up and sit there and stare at the wall. You said you were going to get up. So just get up. If you don't feel like journaling, go make yourself a cup of coffee. If you don't feel like doing anything, just put on some hard rock music. I don't care what you do, but if you said you were going to get up, get up. That's one of the most important. I have talked about the importance of mornings a lot in throughout the years that we've been doing the podcast, but it's because I believe so firmly in starting a specific way to set the tone for the rest of your day. And that has served me really well. So I believe when you set your alarm for a specific time, the day before, whatever you said, I'm going to wake up at this time. As soon as you start to not honor that promise. It's your first decision of the day is breaking a promise with yourself. I'm going to go with no, that's not a good idea. You've already started the day by breaking one promise to yourself. That's not a great way to start. That's not a great way to build confidence. If you said you're going to get up at that time, get up at that time or adjust for the future that you're not going to get up at that time because you can't do it. Because that's that's a decision too. That's a decision too, which is why we talk about setting realistic goals and not doing these giant overhauls because what those giant overhauls do, this is what diet culture has done historically in creating mistrust within yourself, is set you up for failure with doing these giant overhauls that you cannot hold so that you continuously break promises to yourself and then blame yourself for breaking those. I wasn't able to hold to my diet. I wasn't able to hold to my workout schedule when you were never going to be able to in any way because it was an unrealistic expectation. So if we set our expectations to be realistic, to be within our scope, within our life that aren't based on people who aren't living in your life. Betty wakes up at five at four thirty every day and goes for a run. That makes her healthy. I need to do that to be healthy. Does that work with your life? I you don't, don't give a shit about Betty's Betty. body. <laughs> I don't give a shit about her. I'm going to say that. (laughs) Right? Like all of these things are irrelevant to building confidence. As long as you are continuously looking outside yourself. If you say to yourself, I think it's reasonable for me to get up at six and have a 10 minute meditation or have a stretch. I think that's reasonable because I don't have to start getting ready until 730, like whatever your morning routine is. Make sure you're looking at it and saying, this is reasonable for me. Okay. It's reasonable. Now I'm going to say it's a promise. Now I'm going to keep it. A couple layers there. But that's very important to being able to build the trust is to be able to start with something that isn't like, well, I'm going to go skydiving. I didn't go. 
breaking that promise. I'm scared of heights. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, <laughs> stop making promises to go skydiving if you're afraid of heights. Okay, yeah. let's keep the promises. And 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 you're right. That is the entire diet culture mantra: is don't trust yourself, trust us. And also, we cost money. <laughs> also, give us so, your money. So yeah, because you, like it's free to trust yourself. So that's like not a good business model. And you exit, you exit the game. <laughs> yeah. It's like all of these people and, and thousands of women have done it. I'm telling you, you can do it. Thousands of women have exited the game. They've exited the game for so many of these things because they're not playing though. You can only wear crop tops if you're a size fill in the blank. You can only feel confident if you're a size fill in the blank. That is all some absolute bullshit because people who are at this size that you think are the most confident are the most insecure people on the planet that it has no look, it has no size, it has no structure to the day. None of these things are the thing. It's just within yourself is how you build the confidence. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we talked to an international model who was like the quote unquote ideal model body size and like was like in Milan and all these places be for her beauty and said that was the most, the worst time she's had in her life with her self-confidence. It's like these, it's, it's not gonna come because you get to wonderland. It's not going to come because you finally fit into your high school jeans. None of these things are the road to confidence. It is a trust within yourself. And if you think about how you build confidence with other people, first, step one, you must earn their trust. Step two, you must prove they can rely on you time and time again by doing and following through with the things you said you were going to do. And step three, they're confident in you. And that is how you build it with anyone else on the planet. So that's how you got to build it with yourself. It's the same formula and the same things will happen when you break down that trust as what happens with other people. You will stop being able to be confident in yourself because you can't trust yourself because you do not follow through on the things that you said you were going to do. Can we do an exercise for everyone to take with them today? I just made it up. <laughs> I guys, I would like you to decide one thing that you're going to do to build confidence today. One promise that you're going to keep with yourself. I want you to put it out there. You can either put it in our group or our app or on social media and tag us and share it. And I want to know the thing that you're going to do to build confidence today. It can be anything as small as, I don't want to say small because all of these things, like I really feel that all of those small things make up big They're the big changes. thing. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I really thing. do feel that way. Like the things that have changed my life are like three minute meditations and like stretches and stuff like that's three minutes of my day. And I'm like, this is changing repeated over time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like it can be anything. It can be any promise that you're going to make, but you're going to make it with yourself. You're going to share it with us. You're going to tag us and we're going to start building confidence today. I love it. I love it. I'm living for it. And Do you I want to say what yours is? 
what my <laughs> what my thing is? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, I, I did say that I was going to, I think I said this maybe last week or whatever, that I was going to start putting in some morning workouts because that was the only time. I hate to like use a gym fitness example, but I don't know. That's just like what's hot in my life right now. So I said that I was going to start working out mornings. And I said to myself, no matter what happens, I'm going to get in a minimum of two days. That was what seemed reasonable to me. I wanted to set my goal much higher. And I had a mini eye roll when I set it at two days. However, I'm very careful about breaking promises to myself. Um, it's a, it's something that I've developed over time in like having these failed moments where I promise myself these things and like feel really super shameful when I don't like it, it's it's just like a thing that I've my own rules with my own self, and I'm very big on rules. I'm like a rule follower. So I'm very careful. So I did not say three. I wanted to say three. I wanted to say four, but I knew that if I could, that my history has shown that has not been possible. And so I said like, nope, I'm not saying that because there's a chance I could break it and I'm not breaking this no matter what. If I get in four, that's awesome. That's only a pat on the back for me. That's only a win. It's not the like bottom of the barrel, like basement that I'm setting of like, no matter what happens, if there's literally come hell or high water, I can get in two days. And so like, I'll never break that promise with myself. So that's, that's what I'm doing. What are you doing? I love it. How's it going? Good. I've not. You've not broken it? No. Yeah. Let's go. I love it. For me, so this week we in so every week in our app we have a community challenge. And this week's challenge is meditation. I have fallen off meditation a little bit where I was just doing it. I'm not gonna say I was just I was only turning it on sometimes when I was going to bed. I wasn't like fully, it was like helping me go to sleep, but I was still kind of like absorbing some of it, which is, it. you know, it's okay, but I would really like to carve out the time to be more purposeful about it. So my goal is to get in at least three minutes every day this week because it's just a little bit of time and it really helps clear through my mind. I used to have this thing where I was like, I'm just not good at it because my mind wanders too much, but it's okay for it to wander. It's not supposed to be blank. And I think a lot of people don't know this. That's why I always say it. And I feel like it helps me remind myself. It doesn't have to be blank. You don't have to be a person who is like, oh, I just clear all this out. It can go in your places and you can just notice them and and move on. And that really helps me. So that is something that I've made for a promise. I will say something that I've noticed when I started to think about confidence and areas that I feel perhaps a lack of confidence in. And I think that I've noticed, this is just a baseline idea of like, we're going to need to dig a little deeper there. I've noticed that I think I've developed a lack of confidence in my relationships and my romantic relationships. Cause I had these like ideas. Of, I don't, I think you're just not good at this. And then I was like, Oh, you're not good at it. That's, that's a thought. We might need to think about that maybe in a meditation. <laughs> but sometimes I just like to share those things. Cause it's important that if a thought comes out like that and you say like, 
I wonder what that means. I wonder what evidence I have behind that and maybe how that is manifesting itself or displaying itself in different ways. And that's how we start adjusting it, right? Notice it. If someone texts you for to spend some time with them, maybe your goal should be that you answer right away with a yes or no. Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. Even if it's a no. I'm, I'm saying in, mm-hmm. this is like, if you say like, I have no confidence in this area, why is it? And maybe it's because I'm wishy-washy and breaking promises to myself around these kind of things. Maybe you say like, I'm, I, I'm working on mm-hmm. making sure I'm clear and succinct with mm-hmm. all of my interactions mm-hmm. with these fellows. <laughs> Kelsey went on a date yesterday. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm cutting it. I'm cutting it. <laughs> All right, guys, share us. <laughs> share, share the ways you're building confidence today. First, discipline, then trust, then confidence. Yeah, we got it. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, get in our free app, CVG Nation, available in your app store. We have an amazing community of women, coaches to help you with your movements, challenges, and we give away leggings daily in there. Rachel and I are in there every day, so it's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out ConstantlyVariedGear.com. Have an amazing week. Crush your goals.